Morning, everybody. Good to see you. Uh, firstly, I got told by Jill to say thank you for people who are starting to support us with the Mexico fundraising. It's going really, really well. Lots of donations. And we did a fundraiser <coughs> last week in, our, in the local pub in the village where we live. <coughs> Excuse me. And that raised £830, which is amazing. And then next Sunday... Thank you. And then uh, next Sunday uh, is the charity football match. Kicks off at 2 o'clock at Nissan Football Ground. Uh, there was a poster on the letter. I'm sure they'll be on, uh, on again. So if you can get to that, that's great. There is a stand, so you will be able to sit down, okay? And there's a couple of guest players. I can't say who. Uh, obviously, I'm one of them. Uh, but I'll, I'll have to play for both teams, yeah? Uh, but it's great, because it's basically a bunch of guys, and I've got in touch with them all, and said, look, do you want to play a football game in Aden, Mexico, uh, at Nissan Football Ground? Yes, we do. Okay, it'll, it'll cost you 20 quid. And they're all up for it, <coughs> which is brilliant. And also, you might notice I've got my tracksuit on today uh, to congratulate Gateshead on being champions and getting promoted. <clears throat> and what I thought, what struck me yesterday was, when I knew that I'd been was speaking about purpose, I thought about the journey that they've been on. They have a purpose. They start the season, they do all the pre-season training, and their purpose is to win as many games as they can, finish high up the league as they can, to obviously get promoted. And I thought about the first game they played. Nearly 800 people attended. And the last game yesterday, over 4,000 people. Uh, and so, purpose. If people can achieve purpose without God, then what can we achieve with God? So that's the topic this morning, purpose. So I've got a couple of Bible readings, and then we'll get into it. Ephesians 2, and verse 8 to 10. It says this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is a gift from God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we, that's you and me, are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And then Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 which is a, a popular Bible reading, really. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. May the Lord add his blessing to his word this morning. Now, it's a question that at some time in our life we all ask, isn't it? Why am I here? What's the purpose? What's the point? And the dictionary describes purpose as a reason for which something is done or a person's sense of resolve, determination, or an intention or an objective. And the question I want ask my, I've been asking myself for a week actually is, do we know our purpose? Do you know what your purpose is? It's okay if you're not sure. It's okay if you're still trying to find out. And then I came across this. This is a typical lifespan for a 70-year-old person. Okay? Sleep. 23 years. 32.9% of your life. Work. 16 years. 22.8%. TV. 8 years. 
11.4%. Eating, 6 years, 8.6%. Leisure, 4.5 years, 6.5%. Travel, 6 years, 8.6%. Dressing, 2 years, 2.8%. Illness, 4 years, 5.7%. And then the last one, things of God, 0.7%. Quite sobering when I read that, because I thought about all the things we get involved with, the things that we do, and sometimes not for bad reasons or bad things, but they kind of take over, can't they? And the stuff that we should be doing, we're not always doing. The purpose of life is not to arrive safely at death, surely. That, that's not the point, surely. That we get through life and we arrive safely at death. But surely it's to set God-ordained dreams. Surely it's to set God-ordained passions. And God-sized ones, not our size. I think at times we all think too small, don't we? It's sometimes good to think small and get bigger, but sometimes it's good to think big especially when God's in it, and maybe we need to get better at that. I'm sure I do. Surely it's about asking questions. Surely it's about, and it's okay to, make mistakes. It's about seeking God. And it's about stopping. We're really good at this. We're really good at pointing out problems within our daily lives, within work, within church. So rather than pointing them out, why don't we become part of the problem and solve it? So we become the solution to stop the problem that stops us pointing. And let's recreate, not a past, but let's create a future. Let's stop playing safe. We're not very good at taking risks, are we? Some of us are, some of us are not. But we need to take more risks. We need to expand our horizons. We need to worry less. And as I get older, I'm getting really bad at this. We need to worry less about what people think. And more about what God thinks. Stop to, and we need to stop trying to be who we're not. And be who we're meant to be. And that's yourself. Because that's why God chose you. Because he wants to use you as you. He doesn't want to use you as me or me as you. He wants to use you as you. And don't let fear dictate your decisions. We have to be brave sometimes and make decisions. We need to take that leap of faith. Each and every one of us, right, has been given a purpose. And you might say, well, how do we, how do we discover it? How do we find it? Well, we need to prioritize. It's as simple as that. We need, Tim's already given us good advice, turn to the Bible. We need to pray for direction. We need to follow the will of God, not always ours. We need to apply God's purposes in our life and take up the personal challenges that he puts in our way. Because sometimes we don't always face the personal challenges he puts in our way. We avoid them or we run away from them. We need to find our place in church. We need to find our place in the world. And we need to embrace who we are. We are meant to be. Every single one of us, we were planned for God's pleasure. 
So what we should do is worship. We were formed for God's family. So what we should do is fellowship. We were created to become like Christ. So we need to be disciples. We were shaped for serving God. And so we need to practice real ministry. And when I say real ministry, I mean relevant ministry that speaks not just to us, but speaks to community and the people out there that we are called to serve. And we were made for mission. So what we need to do, we're not all called to be evangelists, of course we're not. But what we can do is live out real evangelism where we live. Because our lives, I've probably said this a million times, speak far louder than words every single time. The way we are, the way we act, the way we present ourselves, the way people see that we are different. So apply God's purpose to your life. And not just on Sundays. Many years ago, yeah, I know you'll not believe this, but many years ago I used to be in a Christian rock band. And uh, we were called Power Supply. What a great name, eh? Power Supply. And on our first gig, this is no word of a lie, the guy who was introducing us, he built us up so big. There was a full church. It was packed out. Everybody was anticipating a great night. And he said, everybody, I'd like to introduce PowerPoint. We were called Power Supply. But we, went, we moved on from that. But we used to sing a song called Don't Be a Sunday Christian. Yeah? And in, I think the words were, I'm not going to sing it, don't worry. The words were, don't be a Sunday Christian and in the week a, single, a, a sinful man. Spread out the word of Jesus in every way you possibly can. And that's what we've got to do. Yeah? It's not, Sundays are great and Sundays are good and Sundays are important and Sundays are needed. But there's the rest of the week as well. And so live out real evangelism. It's a personal challenge to each and every one of us. We're busy. We get busy. We're here. We're there. But we can be Jesus wherever we are. We can reflect Him wherever we are. We can reflect Him whatever we're doing. We can reflect Him... Say, say maybe when we're at work and we have to do some of the boring jobs and everybody else moans about them and then we come in, top of the morning, singing away and we crack on with the jobs. Little things like that, they make a difference. People notice, people wonder why that is the case. The purpose of life surely has to be a life of purpose, someone once said. We have to have purposes, not wishes. Nothing wrong with wishes, but purposes rather than wishes. Tozer said, the purpose of God isn't to save us from hell. The purpose of God is to make us like Christ. We were made by God and for God. And until we get that and understand that, life will never, ever make sense. And the best bit is, not one of us is insignificant. Because in the purposes of God, it doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, or where you're at. The purpose of God and the power of God is freely available to each and every one of us. To every man, to every woman, 
who wants it, who seeks it, and who looks for it. The lives we live and the things we face, the ups and downs, the circumstances, they're never, unver- never ever unbearable. We always get through them. We always manage. But it can be without a lack of meaning. And it can be without a lack of purpose. Without purpose, we're like a ship without a rudder. We're all over the place. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what direction. We don't know what this day is going to bring or that day is going to bring. Still today, the two most important days in our life are the day we're born and the day that we discover the reason why. Maybe today you're struggling. I don't know in some way. Maybe today you're looking for answers. Maybe today you're looking for a purpose, but you feel like you haven't got any. Maybe you say, well, I can't really figure it out what my purpose is. Well, simply figure out your passion. What are you passionate about? What do you love? What do you like doing? What are you good at doing? And your passion, I guarantee, will lead you to a purpose. I know I joke about the football, but the football for me this year has been a godsend. I've had some rough times at work, things I've gone through, and it's been an outlet. And within it, all I do is go along, hang around, go to training, talk to the players, mix with the players, mix with the managers, and that's it. But there's something going on, if that makes sense. And I can tell. I got promoted yesterday to corporate suite. Very nice. And I got a full roast beef dinner before the match, which was even better. But the thing was, I was was sat on a table and I got talking to a lot of people there and they were all linked to the club as well. And so they started to talk about not just being involved with the first team, but with the under-19s. And they've just done the league double as well. They won the cup and the league. So again, it's another avenue. So things are widening and things are opening up. And a steward yesterday, as I walked in, He said, oh, all right, Paul, how's it going? Say a prayer for me. Little things like that, the stewards. I know I bumped into one of the stewards in Chesley Street during the week, and God's just doing stuff that we can't see, yeah? But you know it's going on. And so that drives me on in that. One, it's something I enjoy. It's a passion, but there's a purpose. There's got to be a purpose. There's no point doing it just for me and what I want to get out of it. It's not about that. It's about being there to serve and have a purpose. The greatest tragedy in life is not death, but it's life without a purpose. When we set out to do most things in life, we have to know the purpose, don't we? And then we get it done. If it's a job, we know where we need to be. We know what the purpose of it is, so we do it. It's the same with our walk. It's no different. Call it what you will. We should know what we are about. We should know why we are here. We should know what our purpose is. If not, then we need to discover it. It declares why we exist. Too many of us are like an empty barrel. And what I mean by that, an empty barrel on cobbles. 
An empty barrel rolling down a street on cobbles makes loads of noise, but it's empty. There's nothing in it, but it makes loads of noise. But it doesn't affect anything. It doesn't influence anything. It's just an empty barrel. And it brings us back, doesn't it, to the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit in order to be effective, in order to do things. And as we said before, we leak. We're not going to be perfect all the time. Of course we're not. We said at the beginning, it's okay to make mistakes. It's totally okay to make mistakes. If we were perfect, what would be the point? We're not perfect, but we can strive to be better than what we are. Let's be brave. Let's be bold. Let's be courageous. Let's attempt great things for God. Let's expect great things from God. God wants us to simply to love Him and each other and to be more like Him. Psalm 57 verse 2 says this, I cry out to the God Most High, to God who fulfills His purpose for me. God has a purpose for each and every one of us. And He wants us to fulfill it. You know, I think about that verse where it says, God has prepared in advance works for us to do. And I often think this, I don't want to get to heaven, and I get there, and I walk in, and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, good job done. And he goes, that was really class what you did, Paul, but I didn't actually want you to do that. I want you to do this. And I think about that quite a lot, really. I have for years. I want to be doing what God's prepared for me to do. Yeah, you get a few add-ons, of course you do sometimes, but I want to be doing what I'm meant to be doing. And we should all be doing what we're meant to be doing. I thought about that song from a long time ago. I want to serve the purpose of God in my generation. I want to serve the purpose of God while I am alive. I want to give my life to something that will last forever. Long after we're gone from this earth. For something that will last forever. Oh, I delight, I delight to do your will. <clears throat> so this morning, here's a question. Who do you think you are? Who do I think I am? There's that phrase, isn't there? You are what you eat. So this morning, what are you eating? What am I eating? What are you eating? Because it comes from our hearts. It's a spiritual contamination that we need. That's what we need in our hearts. What do you think about yourself? Because God loves you. God thinks you're great. What do you think about yourself? Maybe you need to think better of yourself. What's your values? What's your attitude? What are your behaviours? Because they reflect our true character. Our thoughts shape who we are. Our words, our attitudes, our behavior reflect. And they direct our thoughts as well. If I think constantly about work, I could become a workaholic. If I think constantly about money, I become defined by the pursuit for wealth and I could become greedy. If I think about sex all the time, I will become captive to lust. 
If it's all about me and my needs, I become self-absorbed and I become selfish. If, however, my thoughts are centered on Christ increasingly and His kingdom, my life will reflect the presence of Christ, the values of Christ and His kingdom. And that's how it should be for each and every one of us. Yeah, we're not going to be perfect all the time. I get that. I understand that. Because I'm like that. But we can work at it. We can work at it. So who do you think you are? What's your purpose? Our purpose is to be like Christ. I did have a little piece of paper on here, which I have now lost. But I was going to quote an old Salvation Army song. And uh, I don't know whether anybody else knows it, but it used to be, uh, Standing by a purpose true, heeding God's command. And the chorus used to say, Dare to be a Daniel, dare to stand alone, dare to add a purpose firm, and dare to make it known. Uh, and that song just echoed in my ears when I was doing this. And that's what we need to do sometimes. Find a purpose. Be courageous. Dare to be a Daniel. You know, when everybody else is being a bit silly and saying things that are probably not very nice, say something nice. It's surprising when you speak up how much respect you actually get. It's just fear in us that stops us from doing that. It's like when you, somebody... You know, you go to a situation, you think, well, what can I say? There's sometimes no words you can say. So all you do is get alongside people, support them, put your arm around them, and you will be surprised the times if you say, would you like me to say a prayer? Every time for me, they'll say yes. What's your purpose? What are you meant to be doing? What are you supposed to be involved in? What's your passion? Because... Let's find our purpose. Because when we find our purpose as individuals, and then we all come together to church, and we've all got our own little purpose and things, and then we bring it all together in one big corporate purpose, think of the impact we can have. Think of the things we can do. And the analogy, of course, it goes back to the football. 800 people, first game of the season. 4,000 for last game. That's because they started with a purpose and they finished with a purpose. If we start with a purpose and get to know our purpose, who knows where we could end up. Yeah, we're looking for a building. We might need to look for a bigger one. But it's about risks and dreams and God-ordained stuff. So this morning, that's the challenge for me. What is my purpose? What is my passion? And I want that to be the same for you. What is your purpose and what is your passion? And if I can, I'd, I'd like to close with a prayer, please, as, as, as we finish looking at God's word. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from you no secrets are hid. So this morning as we come to you, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.